0: All right, everyone, thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan our very special guest in Future Type Today, Sue Meyer. Sue, thank you thank so you, much. Thank Greg.
1: Thanks for letting me be here today. Enjoy. It's,
0: it. It. it's an honor. I'm super excited yeah. just to dive in, mm-hmm. let everybody really get a deeper knowledge as to who you are as a person, as a professional, really just the whole night. So I'm super excited yeah. about this. Thank you. Um, so if it's all right, let's just dive right in.
1: Well, thank you. I love being here and it's fun to be able to spend some time just sort of thinking back and reflecting a little bit and hmm. uh, I sort of have to tell you though I, s- I feel like a junior Titan. I, ah, I, don't say that Sue. I I, do. Come I feel on. like oh my gosh you know you've had some legends on these programs and it's just so fun to see so if you even consider me as part of that discussion, I really appreciate it.
0: Well, no, I appreciate you saying that, and you are with the ranks, Sue. You're there and then some. You're a perfect example of exactly what this show represents, and it really is a higher standard of professional. You guys are not all created equal, and I, and again, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings that way, but it's just the truth situation, so I'm honored that you're here to let more people know what true professionals are and go through in, in their daily lives as real estate professionals. So, Sue, just, let's start with telling everybody a little bit about
1: yourself. Okay, great. Well. You know, I lived here in Colorado Springs now for 20 years, and wow. a little more than that actually, and um, I'm married to my husband Mark, awesome. and uh, we have two sons, uh, Hank and Clayton, okay. and so we've uh, we've been an all-in family, if you if you will, uh, really committed to the real estate and our clients and our friends and helping them in every way we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband is the youngest of 11 kids. Wow, 11. Uh, yeah, and. Um, they're you know based out of Colorado Springs and of the 11 nine are still living and mm-hmm. eight of them are here in Colorado Springs so wow. that's been a huge part of our lives and i was originally born in minnesota okay. to a family of, you know three kids sure. you know you know that reasonable size which is yeah. a good yeah. size yeah. for yes, sure uh, yeah and then uh, so my dad's a chemist and my mom mm-hmm. is a uh, very creative uh, person that has done a lot of uh, terrific activity and mm. and has really fostered a creative side of, in myself and Love it. uh, so it's been fun to see how that's come together through the years and so it's been fun to make our way to, to Colorado and be here so. Wow, and that's
0: awesome and, and you said 20 years I mean that's that's kind of a transplant native really I mean I got
1: here as soon as I could yeah, yeah that's right Honestly, as soon know.
0: as soon as Sue got the word it just came yeah, out. yeah, yeah. that's awesome so
1: I yeah, started in Minnesota had to make my way a few different stops but eventually got here so
0: and I love that background into it, family and perspective and I don't find that there's anything more important than family and I love that you've mentioned that into the backstory so what got you into the business of real estate mm-hmm. what was the initial thought and you know kind of bringing you to where you are today. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So what had happened was I had an opportunity to come to Colorado back in the late 90s, and mm-hmm. so in doing that, I was coming out on, on my own. So okay. it was one of those situations where I had been okay. married and my husband at that time didn't want to have children. Oh, okay. And so <clears throat> as a young, like you know, like, I was probably in the late 20s at that point, mm-hmm. it's a little disappointing because we thought we were gonna go that route, and so, sure. but we weren't. So it was an opportunity to sort of decide, okay, do we make a decision to, to go our separate ways, which we did, hmm. and so I decided to come out to Colorado, and my mom and dad were already here, my sister was here, hmm. uh, my brother had been living here for a period of time, and so I decided, well, it was a good chance to, to start fresh and start anew. Sure. Uh, but I was working with General Motors at the time, so I was working hmm. with the Saturn Corporation, which was the car company at yeah. one time. Ah, and, interesting. And it had such a great culture, so before I left that that. A job I went ahead and I interviewed for their field position okay so I said I need to take a leave of absence reorganizing my life I will move myself to Colorado and then I'll wait for a position to open hmm. and so whenever a position opens if it's possible I'd love the chance you know to work for Saturn again because right. I've always loved the company and that culture was really special it's it, it was a great it was a great company and it, hmm. and it really had it forged ahead some great ideas and customer relationships and, and how we can be working together you know versus a, against each other always working together right and so um, so I moved out here kind of started my new life and uh, met my ho- my now husband okay and I got that question out right away you okay with having a family because I'm, I'm going yeah. you know <laughs> we went there right, right away. set those expectations <laughs> right all the way through and that's where hey youngest of 11 he's open to the idea wow. you know so a couple kids I do sounds great you know, so, so but what was neat about it is I did get a chance to fall in love again, meet him, and then I did have a chance to start working for Saturn again in the field position, wow, okay. so then now I'm covering the western part of the United States, and that's great, and, it's not, and what they do is they break it into, you know, the west region has territories, mm-hmm. so, and the territory would change, but it was generally Colorado, Utah, Wyoming, Arizona, North, you know, New Mexico, okay. some combination of that. Right. So on the road a lot, and then I'm now newly married mm. and enjoying all of that, and that's, that's really op- fantastic. Sure. And um, then Mark and I have our first son, and, and that's, that's wonderful. Mm. And then all of a sudden, General Motors starts to do those buyouts. So now oh, here geez. comes the buyouts, which is not particularly terrible, huh. because now you get, you get bought out. They okay. say, okay, the good news is we'll pay you for a year. You know, you don't work, quote unquote for us right. but after that year it's, it's done you know wow. but it's oh, okay. a great way to transition hmm. and so what my husband and i did was say all right we have at that point we had had you know our, um, our older son hank was born and mm-hmm. then clayton was a brand new baby now wow. here comes this opportunity for a buyout hmm. well, maybe we should take it okay so we do that and then we uh, start a company and um, that business was more in the design and construction company, oh, and it was it was neat. And so, yeah. and then at that time, we actually uh, what our forte was. We were we loved the old part of town. Mm-hmm. We always we always loved the old part of town, whatever part it was. Sure, but we often found that that the house that we lived in was, was small, and mm-hmm. things needed to get updated, and all of that. So mm-hmm. we did that to our own home. Or more specifically, Mark would do it. Right. Know, I would design it in my head and then he would make it happen. He's always been well, great yeah. about that, like just okay. making my dreams a reality. He just does that. <laughs> He's a good guy. He's phenomenal. Yeah. He's great. And so so we had done that for ourselves and then we found a way to make that work, you know, professionally as well. Hmm. And so I had, you know, a real true who I liked very, very very well. Hmm. But it, Kind of became obvious. That, well, maybe there could be a, a real estate component to this also, just for ourselves, right? Oh, okay. So we'll just do it for ourselves. Yeah. So stayed really small. You know, I worked with um, Thompson Properties downtown. and, okay. You know, Joanna Thompson's fantastic and wow. great. And so did that for a while, and then all of a sudden, uh, things started to change because mm-hmm. now we're starting to kind of recognize that. Oh, wait a minute. Now maybe there can be an opportunity to help other people, not just ourselves. Love that. So yeah, so that was great. So then, so then Mark and I were kind of two pronged, doing a construction piece, doing mm-hmm. a real estate piece. You know, we got these little kids, and it's exciting and it's fun, but it's um, it's becoming kind of a, it, and we're excelling. It's it's right. growing and it's going well. And then all of a sudden, then the recession hit. So then yeah. from there, then it became very clear to us that we had to kind of figure out, okay, how do we do this? Mm-hmm. How do we stay? Tight as a family. How do we stay focused professionally? We, c- we can't be all over the board, right? Especially when it's one thing when the wind's behind, wind at your back, and you're just cruising. Well it's safe. another thing when it's coming at you, and you're, you know, oh. in the shallows, or, you know, uh, whatever Lady Gaga would say there with yes. Bradley Cooper. There. You're in the shadow, you know, in the shallows. <laughs> you know, great. it's tough. It's it's rocky there. Yeah. So what we said was, okay, let's go ahead and downsize. Let's get small. Hmm. Let's let's figure out on a profession that we can take. And let's focus on that profession, and then the other will take the back seat and help with kids. Hmm. And that's what we did. So we chose real estate. My husband shut down his company, okay. and then he stayed home we became a stay-at-home dad. Hmm. So then, from there, then that allowed us to truly focus on the real estate piece. Okay. And that was an exciting time for us. It was hmm. not easy. It wasn't easy for our clients. we were going through a lot of difficult sure. times. Everybody had. Not everybody, but many people had difficult chapters that they had to work their way through during that time. Agreed. But that allowed us at least to have that peace of mind. Okay, we're in a solid spot, and we can we can be here and we can navigate hmm. how we kind of make this work together as a family. So. Wow. Okay. So that's kind of how we got kind of into real estate all in, like yeah. not. Not, I'm just dabbling. yeah, I I'm I'm dipping
0: your toe in. No, yeah. I don't
1: do it just for vacation money. Wow. I mean, I'm,
0: we are all in,
1: like as a mm-hmm. family, so, and everybody's there to support us. So.
0: I think that that's that's a huge lesson to be learned from so many people who are watching or listening mm-hmm. to this already. It's just really focus, you know, because a lot of us that are really driven, that want so much to be done and and mm-hmm. and had, we're spreading ourselves too thin, really focusing sure. on on what we our real goal is. Going all into doing it, obviously seeing the success, mm-hmm. and and look at you know kind of yeah. what you've been through and what you've done in your career and the legacy that you built and the reputation that you built in the marketplace. I mean, it's, it's great. Mm-hmm. So from that point, how about after that? What was the progress through your career and to where you're yeah, at? Yeah, right well, now? I
1: think you know for me, a couple things that were really helpful is Barry Bowles, you know, the former owner of Remax Real Estate Group. Mm-hmm. and i had had a discussion after i had had a few years in real estate going through that time of okay how how is this all going to look and take shape so um it was through him that i had a chance to join remax real estate group and so i did that you know and at that time i think they probably had 35 Hmm. uh, 35 agents there and now i think it's since been you know barry's since moved on to some other things he still uh, is an agent and very much involved with will miller and um they do a great they do great business but now it's now remax real estate group is owned by Dave Karcher and Brian Vale, mm-hmm. and now they are upwards of one hundred and fifty or sixty agents so it's a very different different role right. but I really every time I see Barry, I am always grateful to him because mm-hmm. I had had a really great experience at a different firm before, which was lovely sure. but he was really he gave me the opportunity of the platform to be able to grow, wow. and from that, then I have kind of this the the way it's sort of unfolded is mm-hmm. um I certainly love residential real estate. Right. Love that, I like that, I have a, a comfort level there, but I also love um, land. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. land, I love water rights, and I love ranches. Wow. And so from there what had happened was one of our a good new client at the time said, I like the way you marketed our, res- our residential property. We have this farm out east, would you help us with that? Because maybe mm-hmm. if you could apply some of the same principles you know, maybe that would work because we've got it Listen, with a big commercial broker. It's not moving right now. Sure. Well, that sounded interesting and fun, but it was kind of right into the the diciness of the recession and all of that, too. Okay. But that was definitely a fantastic opportunity because what it introduced me to was in order to market land and water... I got introduced to the Realtor Land Institute. Okay. And the Realtor Land Institute is part of NAR. Sure. And it is it has been a tremendous organization for me. So of the 10 years I've been at Remax Real Estate Group, probably seven of them now I've been with the RLI. And I'm a board member there. Love that. And they are really focused on education, networking, and really diving into that love and appreciation for land. Because hmm. we aren't making any more land. Right. You know, so... But, but within that group, not everybody just does land. Like, for me, I wouldn't be able to make a living just on land. I have to, It has to be a complement to sure. everything else we're doing. But there is a love affair with it. I mean, it, it really is exciting. And that piece of our business has been very enjoyable and a lot of fun. It, I have to get my car washed a lot, truck yeah. washed a lot, because <laughs> i dusty constantly. But I do truly, truly enjoy that part of the business, and that's been a fun way to, to kind of make things.
0: I love um, I love your representation, and I can I can feel the passion when you're talking about it. I mean, it's so yeah. intoxicating. I mean, hopefully everybody can feel the passion through this camera or, or listening to it. This is so great, and and I, I really love that path and progression into your career thus far. So. I really want to dive a little bit deeper, and I think sure. this question is really telling for a lot of people. Is Sue, so what's your why? I mean, what motivates you to do what you do to the mm-hmm. level that you do it at? Get you out of bed in the morning, excited about real estate. Yeah. What is that for you?
1: So I think that's I think I think it's a terrific question because you know, you know, as a, as a professional or as a person, I mm-hmm. guess there's always some drive within us. You know, what, what gave us drive? Selling you know things as a you know candy bars as a kid sure. or. Going door to door to this or that to, 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 to work and to sort of try to excel in different things right. as a young person. What is that inside us? You know, that I'm still not quite sure exactly what okay. it is, but I know it exists. Huh. And I also know that uh, for me right now, my wife very clearly is my husband and my children. And then to be able to, like, focus on them to make sure that we're solid as a mm-hmm. unit and then from there, good things can come from that. Agreed. You know, then we can be solid as a family, we can help other family members, we can do whatever we need to do uh, for friends, Wh- you know, whatever it is, and, and hopefully as we branch out, be stronger for our community. Mm-hmm. But those, if I could focus on those three, and we also have our dog Maggie, but oh, she's yeah, also yeah. sweet, but That's I mean. Right. The furry family now. But she is. Yeah. But but if I can focus on those three first, and then, you know, obviously my, my parents, my siblings, Mark's. Mom's still living and, our, you know, his siblings and our, all our in-laws and cousins and nieces and nephews. We have a, a huge community within that. Um, that that does drive. I, I think that's within me, but I, I think also it's watching them because I've seen just family members that we've had. Like, i watched them and my parents and, you know, my, my you know, aunts, uncles, cousins, mm-hmm. just the success that they've had in their life. I don't, I don't know. I must feed it within, I guess, Sure. you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I just, I, I know that the why definitely for us, for me is, is definitely, you know, Mark, Hank and Clayton, for sure, Yeah. and then my family, but I, I it has to be from watching other family members around us, because it, it gets instilled at a young age, Right. and it's just, it's in, it's within us, you know, and sure. it's inside, and then where it gets focused or directed, it's magic to me. I'm not quite sure how it works, but but I know it's there and I know it, yeah. you know I know it probably changes a little bit but I'm very clear on what it is now hmm. so
0: I mean to me uh, I, I don't find it anything greater than, than family and that why and that driving yeah. force is huge and you know immediate family extended family and furry family I mean I think it all yeah. comes together obviously a part of the passion of what you do and what you love you know exudes out to your clients which become friends and family too so it's the community and it's legacy and it's built that way and I I love your why Sue I mean to me that 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 means a lot and I know a lot of people are going to connect with that and realize that that's a big strong portion of their why as well I mean Mm -hmm. what's better than that it's family Um, so thanks for sharing that you know hopefully everybody's getting a little bit deeper into Sue so Um, I definitely want to go into one of the crowd pleasers on the next question here. There's a lot of seasoned professionals and newer professionals that love this series because they want to learn from the Titans. They want to really grow and scale their business. So if you could look back at your business thus far, Mm -hmm. pick or choose one or two things that you might have added that Mm -hmm. took it from one level to the next.
1: Right. What's
0: that look like for you?
1: Yeah, I think for me, um, for certainly the, the component of being able to work at Remax Real Estate Group mm-hmm. was was excellent as a great way to kind of uh, continue to grow the business. Okay. Uh, the addition of the Realtor Land Institute and being focused on that, I think that was very, very helpful. Okay. You know, as we, as we can continue to, to grow the business. Now, the other couple components that I'm still, comparatively, there's people that have these monster teams and huge, huge business right. know, formulas that they have, I mean, I I think for me, I have uh, an assistant named Juliette and okay. she's been great and mm-hmm. really helped. Um, she helps kind of get when I can explain to her this is what's in my mind and I want to make it happen. But mm-hmm. I have to leave now and go be gone for three or four hours for appointments. Right. Can you take it to that next level? Mm-hmm. So she does that. Um, uh Mitchell is my current transaction coordinator, mm-hmm. and okay. she's been fantastic for me to mm-hmm. to help. Um, she does not only you know she helps me in the transaction coordination, mm-hmm. but also Helps me make sure I'm in compliance with all of our um, documentation that we have to do with REMAX Real Estate Group. Sure. Because uh, we take great pride in that and want to make sure we're in great shape. And mm-hmm. Ashley Barron had helped me in years past, and she's been great also. But I think having those people in place really helped me kind of allow the business to grow. Okay. And having that comfort of, for example, REMAX Real Estate Group has a great department and team of women and men that really are in place to support us and they do a great job you know and um, so I've always you know appreciated it so much whether it's Ruby or Trisha or Roxy you know or now Silva's back working with us again you know you know it's really been great to have those people in place to to help us but but really that the transaction coordinator and then having Juliet help me with the branding I I think has really helped now could argue that we yeah we should take it to the next step get more into a team kind of concept we're not there yet sure um, but but we're enjoying this part of the process so so far at this
0: point. Yeah. I think that's great. I mean, for everybody who's watching or listening, there, there's so much fantastic advice. You know, starting back at the beginning, finding that right brokerage that you can really mm-hmm. hang your hat, yeah. and the supports there, and the yeah. culture's there, you know, very similar to what you're talking about Saturn, you know. The culture is extremely important where yeah. you're at. Whether it's positive or ne- negative, it can bring you up or take you down. So I love that standpoint, and that's not the easiest thing to do to find the right brokerage for sure, you, and sure. there's a lot of movement and things happen. Um, but people can understand that that is important. Joining organizations, as you discussed, you discussed, know, obviously directed to what you love and a part of your passion for real estate, I yeah. think is great. Being guilty by association with amazing people that really drive you and push you, I think, is crucial. Mm -hmm. Something that I get asked a lot, and I do want to address this because you mentioned it, was hiring the right people. For you, Sue, I mean, can you look back and say, what was it like for you when you decided, okay, I need to hire an assistant? Mm -hmm. I need to hire a transaction coordinator? Mm -hmm. Because that's what a lot of people are wondering is, like, when do I take that step? If I'm a realtor now and I'm not there yet, or maybe I am. Yeah what was that like for you? It's just kind of off the cuff question, that sort of thing. Yeah, so. it's a
1: really good question though, because it is, it's a weird spot as to, especially when you're used to being hands-on uh-huh. and you you understand, you know, from a documentation standpoint, you know what to do, you can physically do it, you can knock it out, you can get it done, right. but sooner or later you run out of hours of the day. It yeah. just happens, like you could only be falling asleep at the computer so many nights when you're like, a weird. point of diminishing returns, like we gotta oh, figure wow. this out. So And so for me, um, I had used, um, I think it was probably a transaction with Vicky Westafar or something like that. Okay, yeah. And of course, she's super titan. Sure. And so... Hey, Vicky, if you're watching, yeah, this, out awesome. to and, But I was watching her, I'm like, oh, she has a transaction coordinator, an assistant, you know, like, okay. I'm like, oh, and this transaction went really, really well. And hmm. Vicky was still available to talk through as we needed to work through deals or the, tr- the par- essence of the transaction. Hmm. But I loved the efficiency. I loved the smoothness. I loved. I knew that where everything was. Okay. And you know, I I could probably get there and eventually keep up. Sure. But it was nice to know there was a process in place. Hmm. And so where I took, where I had that first chance to do that was, um, I did work with a transaction coordinator. um, Mm -hmm. Peak transaction was transacting was her name is her uh, company name, and uh, she was great. And so Hmm. I was going down to an RLI National Land Conference. Okay. Thought, well, this might be a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, and that was about, about how many three or at least three years ago now, wow. not more. Uh, but that was a good opportunity to, to really help. Okay. Um, and then uh, been working with Juliet now in the last year or so, mm-hmm. and I found her to be really helpful. And then I also have a girl, a, a lady named Amber, hmm. who helps me on my personal life. <laughs> I need you. a lot of help. <laughs> no, this is good, though, Sue. This is real, I need, right? I mean, and then she and her cousin help me, and it's <laughs> like. So that way, like things can keep happening, and I don't have to lose my mind or lose my wits you sure. know. as we're trying to make interesting things happen. and Because and our whole goal is to be have enough resources and strength to be able to help guide our clients and our friends through their chapters of their life. Right. And if we have things in place, then we can really help them. Hmm. If I'm just scattered and running around all over the place, that's not going to help anybody. No. But if I have resources in place so that we can get things done as we've promised and we can give them the proper guidance and help them through their chapter of their life so they can be the hero of right. you know, that next chapter of their own book, I mm. love that. So,
0: I, I, I think that's, that. That, to me that's huge. And, and hopefully a lot of people are taking this advice uh, you know, to heart and when it comes down to it. You'll know when it's time, and you know again, how many times you need to fall asleep at the computer. You'll feel that spread to thin nature and bringing that on board. What I really loved, at least hopefully mm-hmm. some other people who are watching or listening are taking this away too, is no one does it alone the greats, the best people in this business, and, and you, and, and you mentioned Vicki, mm-hmm. and several other people already, everybody has the right people around them to support for the greater good. Mm-hmm. It's a team, it's pieces of the puzzle that make that beautiful mm-hmm. picture. Right. So, uh, take it away, don't mm-hmm. try to dump it all on yourselves. Bring the right people into your life. I, I, I love that advice, yeah, I right. think that's so good. Yeah. Um, okay, so I do wanna shift gears, okay. and this one ends up being the tricky time of this particular yeah. series. In the interview, it's mm-hmm. the challenge question. Sure. So, at the end of the day, Sue, we mm-hmm. all deal with challenges, right? Mm-hmm. It's in the past, now or into the future. No one's exempt. Sure. But I think at the end of the day, it's not so much what happens, but how we respond that truly makes the difference and what we learn from it. So, if you're comfortable yeah. with sharing a challenge that mm-hmm. you dealt with in your life, that you became mm-hmm. stronger because of it, yeah. what's that look like for you?
1: So, I think for me personally, um, I, I would think it would have to be the recession Okay. because, um, and I'll allude to this guy a little yeah, later on yeah. too, but I was listening to uh, Mark Dotsauer, he's, a, um, he's an economist speak, okay. and, and he was saying, you know, that period of time, you know, that 08, 09, maybe 10, you know, mm-hmm. 2010, that wasn't really a recession. And I was like, Oh, really? Shoot, it sure sorta of felt bad. You Ooh, know, what, like, what a recession feel what? like what? Oh, God. Wow. he goes, that was an apocalypse. And I'm like, okay. Oh, okay, that okay. makes <laughs> me feel better. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. But in my mind, that was the most probably dis- disappointing, mm-hmm. you know, time with because it felt like, wait a minute, I, I'm living like Oprah says to live. I'm mm-hmm. living passionately, I'm putting it all on the line, we're We're moving together as a family. We're all, you know, focused on something and it's just falling away Like the ground below us is not there anymore. Like that to me was unnerving Yeah And then that's the beautiful part of you know, when we talk about all the help and things like that that I have I mean my husband Mark is just fantastic and I love the way he's he sort of describes it as As we as we go through things together as a couple like he puts his foot behind mine so I don't slide back or, yeah. or whatever. So he's there for me. And yeah. so that part as a couple, once we could get to some solid ground, even if it was small and it wasn't as mm. pretty as what we used to like to live in and stuff like that. Sure. It gave us at least a landing spot. And so from that, you know, we were able to navigate through it and now we but we, we moved into a house that we called our hunker-down house. Okay. This is going to be our hunker-down, we're going to hunker down, we're going to wait out this storm, yeah. and then we'll eventually move someplace else. Okay. Well, So what we do is we go to the hunker-down house, and then we're kind of like, like this place. Yeah. And then Marcus completely remodeled it, so now wow. we love it. It's this great space, and now the outdoor space is getting finished up, and we love that. And we're all about that like that magic of the space, mm. we love that. We've always loved that as a couple, okay. and we're right at the tipping point now of where all the hardscape is done on the outside of this our house that we live in. And, okay. uh we live very modestly too, yeah. so that way, because you know, post recession, we're we're like we're good. We got that t-shirt of the yeah. old fancy lifestyle. Yeah. that's cool. But we're just going to kind of hang sure. a little low here and just kind of uh-huh. you know ride it out. So that if it's times are great, super. If times are not so great not a huge problem we're good yeah and it's gonna be pretty and it's gonna be sweet and magical Mm. and so we're right at that spot again now which is kind of feels a little bit like a a little Phoenix might be a little you know grandiose Mm -hmm. for that but it does sort of feel like that you know you sort of get your tail kicked a little bit and then you sort of have to hunker down get small stay tight and then now I feel like we're really getting a chance to sort of see that magic again because the kids have they flourished in their own ways. I love mm. what the kids have done. They've done great, and then now it's mm. going to be kind of a chance for Mark and I to have that chance again, you to right. do that a little bit as a couple. Um, and so that's that. I would say that that period of the recession was probably our hardest time because that that really was a a disapp- It was a, a falling away of dreams and mm-hmm. falling away of of things that we were good at and sure. we weren't bad at. It wasn't like it. It was just the the way that we were able to make our living and make our joy happen, mm-hmm. went away. And we could be smart about it next time, for right. sure. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Right. Much, you know, it's much smarter next time. If there is, hopefully, never there never is. But, you knock know, on, never, never is road, long right, is yeah. a big word, right? So, sure. hopefully there isn't. But, you know, from that standpoint, that that education was hard, but I'm, mm. I'm, I think we're better for it now, right. it certainly didn't feel like it then. But,
0: I, I mean the fact of first thanks for sharing it. Cause yeah. it's not easy to air your stuff out for everybody sure. But uh, those are very valuable lessons and there's so much to take away from that mm-hmm. and, and a lot of Professionals as we keep growing and growing and we do more and more uh, There's a certain mindset where success is always going to be there And if I do this then I'm gonna make this and sure. I'm gonna keep Absolutely. growing growing and almost to a point where we think This could never stop sure and then when things like that happen that's where a rough life and rough patches can go through and a lot of people felt that in the recession mm-hmm. um, but your your lesson is, is beautiful for everybody to hear is you know be happy and, and live within your means and that hunker down and, and be happy with that and you don't have to go you know and do all these crazy things and do that to be happy figure out what really drives you and mm-hmm. then stick with that uh, there's a lot of people that, that got hurt and there's a lot of conversations that I've had very similar to what mm-hmm. you just said like Greg, right, you know w- we had the the, the cars and the houses and all the money and all this stuff and then when it all went away, we told ourselves that would never happen again. Sure. It's it's a learning experience for a lot of people and I think that when times are good, we tend to not think about that. Sure, so I, yeah. I think the message yeah. is you should have it in the back of your head. You know, mm-hmm. things are great, as you said, yeah. awesome. And if they're not so great, you're in a good position. Sure. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So great, yeah. great mindset right. and example. So Thanks for sharing yeah, that, you know. Sue. Not easy to do. Let's go um, to the next one. This is a little softer, so we got through the hard part. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, this is actually one of my favorite questions, yeah. and this is a travel back in time question. Yeah. So if you could travel back in time mm-hmm. and give young Sue a piece of advice or two, yeah. under any circumstance, what would you say to your younger self?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, uh, I, there's a, there's a few different things I would say. Yeah, I love it. You know, I uh, I probably wouldn't try to uh, use a sun lamp anymore when that was a big thing. Okay. You used, as a kid, you used iodine and a sun lamp right before prom. That's what you did. Unreal. Okay. Probably not a good idea. Probably wouldn't do that. Next okay. Time. That would be a note to self. Okay,
0: note, note to, to self. self. Yeah, that's yes. There's
1: a there's a certain. Degree. There's a group of women out there that are like, oh my gosh, I did the same thing. We have baby oil and iodine, and put that together and put that all over our skin. And now we're like spending all this money to say, protect the skin. Yeah, now, right. we were like, it's just like, I can't believe we did
0: that. Oh, unreal. Okay, that. there we go. So that's
1: one of them, yeah. Love it. And then um, I probably, God, I just wish I would have positioned our assets. We, we have rental property now and sure. all that. that's fine. I just wish we would have done that sooner. I okay. just that would have been mm. a really cool strategy, especially in the business that we were in, oh, yeah, to have organized the properties a little differently. Mm. but at the time, I know for my brain, the way my, my brain was growth, create, growth, create. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily um, protect, 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 mm-hmm. you know, like now I have much more of protect assets right. and you know more much more of a conserve like more of a Um, limited mindset as to Mm -hmm. okay how much risk I want to take right but but it's harder like in 20s and 30s when it's all about growth and Mm -hmm. and expansion that's a hard that's a hard thing to do so if I could couple the two together and I know people have done it Mm. where they're they got they're they're in the early parts of their life's cycles if you will and they've already got that that lesson learned quickly of Mm. make sure there's plenty whatever Portfolio, you have, there's plenty of income producing, portfolio of uh, income production within that portfolio. Yeah. And I think that would be pretty, that would have been a great lesson. Like, I, I mean, let's see, you just kind of do the best you can with, you know, you I, do. But that would have been a good one. That would have been a good one
0: for I, sure. I really like that advice uh, for so many of the, you know, younger professionals that are out there too and, and looking at it is to, to, to me, that makes sense. Growth. You know position growth position Mm -hmm. and you're not necessarily looking at it from the other side now you have perspective you've been through different markets and cycles so you can look at it and say this makes sense I wish I would have done it a little bit Uh differently but I'm still fine and everything going on so to me taking it away and hopefully anybody who's watching or listening can take that to heart and if you can really look at your life and where your investments are where your future is earlier the better I, I mean, so. bottom line.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, truly. Yeah, exactly. You know, I I, I think so because it's one thing for it to in to grow in a fabulous way. That's mm. that's fabulous, wonderful. Right. But if it's not going to do that something happens, some sort of outside influence that makes that not happen, well it's at least nice to have another kind of different position to have.
0: Sure. So, yeah. Love it. You heard it here everybody. This is this is rich advice. This is good good stuff. <laughs> so um, I do want to go on to the next one. Now this one is actually an amazing question for the, the viewers and the <laughs> subscribers that really, really want to know a little bit deeper about the Titans and how they're learning, how okay. they're growing or feeding their mind. Okay. So if you could look back at, you know, Books or podcasts or coaches or influencers that you've really fed your mind and grown? Um, do you have any of those to share with everybody?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Okay. So, so probably when I before I came to Colorado, okay, um, kind of kind of a, a different kind of book, but yeah. for me it was very influential. Um, but it was it's called Women Who Run with the Wolves. Okay, and it's uh, Clarissa Pinkola Estes is her name. Okay. She's, And it's a giant book and and it's all these little stories that go way back in time. Hmm. But what it talks about is a female archetype and the the part that I loved about it, it was the the package of being uh, a woman, a mother, sensual, caring, strong, Hmm. uh, protecting, all those things. So we're we're wrapped up into that book Mm -hmm. and that was the book that I was reading at the time when kind of made that choice of, okay, do I want to be 29 and a little scared and move to Colorado, or do I want to be much later in my life and really disappointed and resentful that I never took a path? Because I just felt like I am supposed to have a family. I'm just supposed to. Hmm. You know, I I don't know what it's supposed to do. I don't know exactly anything about it, but I just knew inside me I was supposed to have that family. And I have. I have this amazing family, and I'm so grateful for it. And I'll credit that book because there was something within it that allowed me to kind of let go of some part of my past, still hold on to a part of me, but let go of some part of my past so that I could could leave that safety, if you will, and then move towards something that was where I was supposed to go. And so that was a great one. Um, The book that I read probably in between then and now that I've always... I love this story, mm-hmm. is the story of Ernest Shackleton.
0: Okay. And
1: um, The Endurance is the book that I had read. But there's other documentaries and things like that out there. And so okay. Ernest Shackleton was one of he was an English explorer. And mm-hmm. so in nineteen fourteen his vision was, Hey, I want to go down and I want to go down to Antarctica and I want to cross it on foot mm-hmm. and you know, that'll be exciting and, and all of that. So yeah. he does that, that's all fine, except for that he gets caught in the ice pack. And they Whoa. never get to Antarctica they never get there and what he does is they're they get stuck in the ice pack they have they have dogs and and this huge like terrific crew Mm -hmm. and they find he finds a way to keep every man alive on that that was on that journey and when they did that journey I mean he advertised it with like uh, in the paper, a perilous journey, death almost certain, most likely won't return. Wow. Endless dark nights, hmm. terrible temperatures, most likely probably starve. <laughs> but if you succeed, honor and glory will be yours, you know, for you and your family, for the rest of your lives, or for whatever, <laughs> wow. you know, like, and 5,000 guys apply. Unreal. So he gets this crew of guys, they all go down there, they get stuck in the ice pack, they're there forever, but what Ernest Shackleton did... Was that he made sure every person on that boat had a job? Okay, they had a specific task. They mm. had a specific responsibility. They were very disciplined in their regimen and what they rationed. Wow. And then eventually, when the ice pack crushed the sh- crushed the vessel, vessel it was wow. completely crushed. That they have the photos of this, and they're spectacular. Hurley mm. I think, was the believe that was the photographer okay. but it's it so special and so glorious and then he finds a way to like leave the main group and go get help hmm. in this little whaling village called Georgia and he does that but what he does is he's so smart because he's like you know what all it takes is a few people with some crappy attitudes mm-hmm. and it can ruin the whole thing and it can literally kill his men wow. so he made sure that anybody that had an attitude that was working against the group, hmm. and, and not to sound like you have to be kind of brainwashed about it, but they right. are either like, you're all in or you're not at that yes. point. And so what he felt like was if he could keep those people with him, then they couldn't bring down the rest of the group because they needed to keep their morale up. They needed to keep their responsibilities going so that everybody could stay clear in their mind and in their body to wait for, you know, to, for help to arrive, and sure enough it did. Unbelievable. So then, so then he sur- all these guys survived. He goes back to England and people are like, Oh, did you do something? <laughs> what
0: happened? Here? Because
1: World War One is now in full, it is like happening big time at this point. Unbelievable. And so the, the days of the big expedition had sort of passed. Hmm. And so he kind of quietly is sort of this unsung guy. And so eventually he goes back down to Antarctica and he's buried there and his head is facing to the south. That's what he always had his, his love for, hmm. but there's there's kind of the from a leadership standpoint, it's the WWSD. Okay. What would Shackleton do? I love What that. would Shackleton do?
0: WWSD. I mean, is what great. would he
1: do? I mean, you know, because yeah. facing it, I mean, I can't really think of like just more just terrible situations, hmm. but it. I don't know. There's just something. I don't know, something magical about that particular story that caught my attention. Yeah. So you have those two books, and okay. then the one that I'm into right now is Jordan Peterson's Twelve Rules of Life. Okay. Have you heard of this one? I have, oh. Not. I have not. Oh, my God. I, I'm a nerd. I'm, a re- I'm Oh, so you're going to love th- this guy. I'll be following along just like everyone oh else, my God. so this is great. This guy is, this is, he's fantastic. He is a psychiatrist from Toronto. Okay. He has been a professor, has a doctorate, of course, and he's up there in Toronto, hmm. and he has been teaching... He's a clinical psychiatrist, so he has all these different great case experiences he can allude to. And then he's a really crazy deep thinker, and he just, Hmm. he has come up with this idea that his perspective on life is that life is, it sounds terrible, but he's kind of like, life is suffering. So if you just kind of get that through your head, like just get Hmm. over yourself, like it's suffering. So what you have to do as a person is he says like, okay, okay. Fix yourself, sort of mm-hmm. hold yourself, put yourself together, shine yourself up a bit. Right. So that maybe you can be some help to your family and then if you can be some help to your family, well then hmm. maybe you can do something else for somebody else, you know. And it kind of grows from there. Right. But he has these 12 rules of life and they range from, he starts with the lobsters. Okay. So that's the first rule. Hmm. Stand up straight with your shoulders back. Because there's serotonin that's created. When you walk into the room, you look people in the eye of course, right, right. that's what we do, right? But you're, con- you're there to be, not contended with in an adversarial way, mm. but you're there. You're showing up. You're, right. you're there. you got something to offer to put forward. Here I am. Yeah. And then his next one is he wants us to make sure that we take care of ourselves as if we were in charge of taking care of ourselves. So mm. treat yourself as somebody like you were charged to take care of. Because right. you think about, well, we take care of other people. And mm-hmm. if we're given a responsibility to take care of other people, of course, we're going to do all those things. Right. But when it comes time to taking care of ourselves, maybe we don't do that. Oh, maybe gosh, maybe what not, a good I don't client. know. Yeah. But I was like, okay, well, that's a pretty good lesson. Mm-hmm. you know. And then he's got another lesson. He's like, treat, you know, choose friends that want the best for you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you think that seems obvious. But when you think back, like, oh, really? I mean, I had amazing friends in my lifetime who right. really have done that. And I'm so grateful for them, and, and I, I cherish those, but it's a really good mindset mm-hmm. you know, to have. And then another one that I love, just a couple more examples. Yeah, yeah. He's got 12 of them, and I won't keep going No, this is great. This the is other fantastic. one I really love is compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to some who someone else is today. Hmm. So... Like that's so, for me, so good. I can't be the Greg Fowler of public speaking. I'm not going to be that person. I won't be able to do that. I that don't is, know. I know. It's, you're awesome, and you've done. You've spoken in front of thousands and thousands of people. But you know, if I could just be a tiny bit better than I was yesterday, then that's okay. I'm moving in a positive direction. Love that. You know, and so I think that mindset. It's you know, it kind of goes back to the Kaizen way hmm. of those little incremental, tiny changes that we make. That we sort of trick our brain, because our bi- or br- at least for me—I know my brain is like resistant to change yeah, sometimes. Sure. So if I can make the problem super tiny, so that it'll just go around the backside of my brain, so that I don't have to really notice that. Oh, I'm making a change. Right. And just like
0: sneak it around there. And then before
1: you know it, like six months later, after making tiny incremental changes, like oh, well, that kind of made a difference. That was good. You know. So those are those are things that he, you know, he. He likes to share and, and there are other like super magical yeah. pieces of advice that he gives. I mean they, they just keep going and we could just keep talking about it because this there's
0: is, so much this fun. This is episode 2.0 and this is <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> so though. I love this. But
1: he is fun because he is interesting and he is you just think he's just gonna be this cynical, mean guy because his voice is kind of rough and he's mm. cranky and the world's suffering and malevolence and blah blah blah. And you're like, oh, this is just gonna be terrible. Wow. but you listen to it and you're like kind of come at least for me I come out with some hope of like sure. oh okay there's ways it's just ways to sort of navigate life huh. so that some good comes from it right you know and to not be like completely blown away if things didn't go exactly right hmm. okay well stuff's gonna happen okay <laughs> here we go here we go <laughs> let's figure out a way to deal with it you know and work wow. through it so to me he is very exciting to listen to and yeah. very powerful I listen to his his podcast I've gotten a, a medium amount of information from where i get the most out of him is out of his Q and A sessions okay he does these q a sessions on the podcast and those can be very helpful love it i think he did one with joe rogan okay. and um that those are always good conversations mm-hmm. he did one with dr oz that wasn't bad either Interesting. um but where i get a lot of these little nuggets out of him is his youtube videos oh, because what he did is he decided somewhere and i don't know the whole background but okay. somewhere he realized you know what I do these lectures all the time, mm-hmm. and something was some change was on the horizon for him professionally. I'm not sure what it was, mm-hmm. but he's like, "What if I just upload all my lectures to, um, to YouTube?" So he started doing that. So you get these like little nuggets uh, on whatever little subject in life that you want, and just you know put that in your YouTube search, and sure, boom, pops up. And then you get Jordan Peterson sitting, like, either he's in a lecture hall or maybe he's just sitting in front of his computer at 3 a.m. I don't know. Wow. Who knows? Or he's, you know, talking to somebody, having an interview with. Mm-hmm. Um, but those little nuggets have been fantastic. Ugh. They've really been great. So
0: I love that. I mean, I... I could literally just dive in, seriously, have have such a a long episode just on that. I mean, thank you for sharing that. And and, and as as always, everybody, I'm going to have links in the comments below so you can feed your mind and learn just like Sue's doing. I can't wait to dive into some of that information that you just said. I mean, my brain is spinning because it's it's so so good. I mean, that's really how we learn and grow is by different perspectives and having different people's Mm -hmm. ideas and, and really trying to soak them into our lives and how we can actually utilize them. I yeah, love that. That's good. Um, and, and the fact that you had mixes of books and podcasts and YouTube, I mean, there's not one way to learn. Right, yeah. You know? So, I mean, take that away for everybody. For what you're learning and what you're growing, do what makes you happy and where you can absorb, but keep absorbing. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that that's great. Well, yeah, and
1: I'll tell you, one of the things I do for my little like, exercise routine is I do, um, I do Pilates, okay. and I do some yoga, and I plank. Hmm. So, but for my planking, I plank for five minutes. Okay. And so for me to plank for five minutes with nothing going on, well, that gets a little long, sure. fast. Yeah. But if I can pick a subject on YouTube, uh, I can watch that for five minutes, and then for a while I was kind of mixing it up on a variety of different subjects. So every day I'd pick a different subject yeah. to, to watch for five minutes, hmm. and the planking would go by really fast. Sure. But then once I got stuck on the Jordan Peterson thing, I have kind of like, just keep doing that now, I don't yeah, go back sure. to the other stuff, sure. but you know. I'll have to come up with some beauty tips later on, you know, like some beauty hacks. (laughs) I have to kind of go back and revisit that. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, know, fashion tips for 2019, so, you know, we'll have to see. But I have to go back and revisit those later. Awesome. uh, But that was a great way to, like, take a few minutes every day and just kind of absorb if it was relative to health, finance, spirituality, relationships, whatever it might be. Business, of course, and, you know, those types of things. So. (sighs) Um, but that little planking period was kind of a fun little window to get introduced to things. Love it. And then from there, obviously, you know, the, the podcast is a fun way to take it, because you know, I use that as much as I don't know, as music anymore in my oh, car. Oh gosh, yeah. You know, I just, I, as much as I love music, I, I seem to do more podcasts now.
0: And I think that makes sense too, with different formats of Audible, and you know, mm-hmm. there's so many different ways for you to absorb that right. into it. And I think that if you don't have the time or make the time, I should say, yeah. to physically read a book, you can listen to it when you're driving, you're in the gym, you're on a treadmill. Listen, yeah, you know, exactly. you can still absorb in so many different ways. And mm-hmm. you know, th- this is this has been great. And I also want to address everybody, as always, if there's something that really st- duck out to you as we've been going through this particular episode with Sue, um, you know, share your thoughts. You know, are, are you, have you read some of the books that she's talking about? Do you know the individuals that she's going through? Um, any advice that you'd want to do or major takeaways, please add comments down below. This is not a, okay. a one-sided okay. conversation. Okay. We want everybody to be involved, so don't forget, throw some comments down there, whatever's going on. Sue, this has been amazing. I want to wrap everything up with one final mm-hmm. question. Yeah. That question ends up being, if you could sum up yourself as a, a person, mm-hmm. a professional, okay. with a mantra, yeah. or a quote that you live by, sure. what's that look like for Sue Myers?
1: Yeah, I think um, for me, my quote would be, it's kind of three-pronged, okay. um, but it's strength surrounds me, hmm. and love guides me, and peace fulfills me. And so as those three go together for me, and and it, it just, uh, it, it can change a little bit, but for overall, those three things wow. are what uh, eluded my mantra.
0: I think it's beautifully said, and it sums you up Perfectly, in my thank opinion, you. Sue. This has been an absolute pleasure thank and an you. honor. You are an official real estate I titan, Sue. So, yes, yeah, so yeah, oh, it's there. Um, but I really appreciate yeah. the time and everything that you've done. I know you're super busy, so thank you so much for sharing thank everything you. with Please everybody. Appreciate tuning um, in, everybody. Thanks so much as always for your time and attention, your love and support. Um, if you like what we're doing here with Real Estate Titans, don't forget to throw that subscribe button on YouTube, um, also on the podcast in iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Um, live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care.